Welcome to the Post Victory Formation Podcast. Tune in every week to hear Mike and Kyle's thoughts about the news around the league. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Post Victory Formation Podcast with Mike and Kyle. We are a couple weeks removed from the NFL season. Mike, we're getting close. We've got uh, the scouting combine is right around the corner. You're going to start hearing more about potential free agents and where they could be headed. A lot of these conversations kind of fire up at the combine. But Mike, you've got some quarterback discussion that you wanted to talk about, some news that that took place today. Yeah, just kind of... You know, quarterbacks have been all over the board lately. I mean, it's kind of been getting crazy. Um, you know, Sean, Payton, Sean Payton's already come out and said they don't even have a decision on Russell Wilson. And there's so much money between him. He has a $37 million injury guarantee for like 2025. I think they signed like a 200 and something million dollar contract already. And there's potential of him not even being on the team. Like, they don't even have a decision yet. And some reports have been, I don't even want to say reports, but thoughts are um, that they're going to be grabbing a quarterback in the draft because Sean Payton said that they are going to, he's going to go to the combine, scout it out, see what everything looks like, and then you'll give a decision. So I don't, I don't know, Kyle, do you think he's going to be there? next year yeah (sighs) just with all the money that's wrapped into it and with other sources saying that that he's shooting for a quarterback and then he's saying we got to look at the combine i mean it's weird yeah it's gonna be tough because a lot of the big names that are projected to be at the top of the draft whether it be caleb williams drake may Jay Daniels, et cetera. Um, those guys are going to be gone by the time the Broncos draft. Right now, the Broncos hold the number 12 overall pick in the first round. So now you're getting into the territory of the Michael Penix. Some say J.J. McCarthy is going to go pretty high. But they're not one of the top three. Now, I personally like Michael Penix. I think he's going to be a very good NFL quarterback. So I could see if, okay, this is a hypothetical. I could see an avenue where Russell Wilson stays and they draft Michael Penix. Because... They coming out of college, Russell Wilson was a very similar type player as as Michael Penix. So there could be that mentor aspect. But at the same time, I don't see Russell wanting to do that. I think Russell still sees himself as a starter. And the Broncos are obviously motivated to move on from him based on their actions at the end of last year. So. Mike, I. Last year, I couldn't see them moving on from Russ, but I, I just don't see an avenue where Russ is going to stay. Again, I've touched on how current 
Broncos ownership. They did not bring Russ in. Russ is not a Russ was not uh, brought in at the same time as Sean Payton. Sean Payton came in the same time as new ownership, so they have no loyalty to Russ. And it just seems like the outburst we've seen on the sidelines with uh, Sean Payton going at Russell Wilson. It's I just think Russ will be elsewhere next year. <clears throat> it's just weird because, I mean, he didn't do terrible last year. 3,000 yards, 26 touchdowns, and only eight interceptions. You know, he had a QBR rating of 98. It's not terrible. He did better than a lot of players. You know, completion rating 66.4%. Yeah. So, he didn't have a bad year, but I I think the bloom is off the rose with Russ, and I think Peyton's done with them. Now, if Russ is willing to restructure and potentially take a mentorship role, I could I could see that taking place. But man, I just I don't know if I see Russ as a starter anymore. I think. I think a lot of people are really soured on Russell Wilson here later later on in his career. So moving on from him, the Bears general manager, Ryan Poles, um, did not reveal his master plan yet, but he said it relates to the quarterback, Justin Fields, and the 2024 number one overall draft pick. So are they getting rid of him and trying to get another player in to help out with what the draft pick's going to be? Are they going to be getting another quarterback? Or are they going to be getting a wide receiver, like uh, the one from Marvin Harrison Jr. or something from Ohio State? Because there's been so much stuff wrapped around Justin Fields, and everybody keeps saying that he may be getting moved. I mean, we've discussed it on earlier podcasts as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Could you give me – could you – Read Ryan Pohl's statement one more time. Yeah. To the dismay of many, he did not reveal his... Well, he was talking about his master master plan, and he said he does not want to reveal his master plan as it relates to quarterback Justin Fields and the 2024 NFL Draft's first overall pick. That's what somebody said about his interview that he had said. I got a... Listen, I've got a really hard time believing they move on from Justin Fields. Because somebody had asked about him and his quote was, it's hard to say right now. Well, see, right now, the Bears, the Bears hold all the power. They have the number one overall pick. And there are teams out there that desperately need a quarterback that currently are not in the position to get one. You look at a team like Denver, like we just talked about. You look at the Giants being at six, where they're going to get this. They're going to get the quote unquote scrap heap uh, of the quarterbacks. You know, not drafted in the top three. So the Bears, I don't blame Ryan Poles for holding his cards co- close to the vest because he still he still has teams guessing, and you can't handicap yourself by saying. Oh no, Justin Fields is our guy. You know, we're openly not taking a quarterback because you know what? Teams aren't going to be willing to trade that trade, you know, assets to you to take that number one overall pick because they know you're not going to take their guy. You know, if it would be gross negligence by the Bears if they went and they held on to the number one pick and then drafted 
a Marvin Harrison Jr., you know, first overall wide receiver, someone along those lines. They they hold all the power right now. They can trade down to say spot six, seven, you know, they can drop down in the draft, get a haul, and then they still hold the number nine overall pick. So I can I can see why Ryan Poles is being vague. I would be vague as well. I I wouldn't, you know. I wouldn't tie myself to any one player or not, but I just, I just cannot see, I still can't see them um, trading Justin Fields. I don't, I, I would trade Justin Fields if I could get like a second and third and maybe like a sixth round pick or something. No, no, stop. Justin Fields is a first round pick. You're not. No, the Bears would laugh in your face if you called them offering them a second round pick for Justin Fields. Well, it would be a package, but I don't see. No, it doesn't. No, you're Justin Fields is going to command at least one first round pick. Justin Fields is not a bum. They just if the thought is they can do better with Caleb Williams or, you know, one of the other top quarterbacks, they'll go with him. but. They're not going to they're not in the position to give Justin Fields away. And that's kind that's what your offer suggests. I wouldn't say he's giving them away. I think there's a lot of real estate behind that. The only reason I'm saying that is say they do. If they have just if they keep Justin Fields and draft another quarterback, I they, don't you cannot they're not you cannot. I, that. You don't see him maybe if they kept him, maybe getting a second round quarterback. No, because I don't think with their, I, I know they have a lot of draft picks, but I don't think a lot of people want to come play in Chicago. I think it's still going to be another two or three year rebuild. I disagree. I disagree. I, Mike, the lion, or I'm sorry, the bears are, they're trending up. They had seven. They weren't, they had seven wins last year. Nobody wanted to play them. Their defense was stout. Justin Fields could run all over the field. They're building it in the trenches, and they're a couple skill position players away. And Chicago is a big time market. I, I just I don't agree with that take, Mike. I think they do if if they play their cards correctly here, they they could become you know a a Lions team like the Lions two years ago, where they started off slow but then got hot towards the end and then moved and then you know became a contender in the NFC North. My, I honestly think that if they get rid of Justin Fields, they will negate all of the progress that they've made the past two years by replacing him and bringing in another rookie quarterback. Okay, well, if you want to talk about quarterbacks that uh, are mediocre right now with the teams that they have, we are going to move to the Raiders. With their quarterback situation, he has to sit the first three games. Two. Is it two? It's two. Okay. So he has to sit the first couple games. Kyle, where do you see the Raiders Avenue with that? Because they're saying they may be releasing him. Yeah, they're going to draft a quarterback. So pretty boys time's done done there. Yeah, I think Jimmy G G is done as a starter for the Oakland or for the Vegas Raiders. 
Oh, throwing it this back with Oakland. Is, uh, what's that? You threw it back with Oakland there for a second. I did, yes. Fans may drop uh, a yeah. team. Yeah, I don't I don't believe you will see Jimmy G is the starting Raiders quarterback. They will be drafting. They could be again, they're another team that if the Bears wanted to trade, they they've got some uh they've got some assets that you know they could leverage to get that number one overall pick from the Bears. All right, Kyle, let's move on from the boring quarterback talk. Hit me something. Mike, let me pull it up here. ESPN wrote an article about early 2025 Super Bowl picks. And they brought in their NFL guys to pick what they think this next next year's Super Bowl matchup is going to be and the winners. So, Mike, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you rank these out in we'll say one one being no chance it's gonna happen, five saying yeah that that's the Super Bowl bag it and tag it. Are you ready? Hit me, Mike. Matt Bowen, NFL analyst for ESPN. He has the Green Bay Packers winning the Super Bowl over the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, I know you would love for this to happen, but Mike, one to five, how likely is this is this matchup going to take place? A two? And I could, me, I could see me. potential, but it's just the Bengals, we've had one good solid year from Joe Burrow. T Higgins is going to, or uh, T Higgins just got franchise tag, but Tyler Boyd's probably going to be out. So you don't have the three people there anymore. We'll see what happens with the draft. And then the Green Bay Packers are up and coming. They still have a, yada, a lot of young players. I see us potentially winning the division and going deep into the playoffs, but it's going to be hard to, see, you know, I don't want to say this year was an extreme anomaly, but it's going to be hard to kind of see where that team goes. With both of those teams, I can't just be like, oh, yeah, it's going to be them in the Super Bowl. There's another list of teams that I could see being there. Of course, as much as I would love both of those teams to go, there's other teams that I will put ahead of them before they make it. And there's probably four to five other teams that I would put ahead of both of those teams from each division that would make it. Yeah. Yeah. You got a tier of you got a tier in the AFC and tier in the NFC teams above both of those. I can understand that. I know. I know you would be bricked up if that matchup took place because that's your AFC and NFC team right there. So I'll, just to read what Bowen said, he says that a healthy quarterback, Joe Burrow, put the Bengals back in the mix as one of the top teams in the AFC. The Packers, however, who win the Super Bowl because of the quarterback, Jordan Love's difference-making ability and a change in defensive philosophy under new defensive coordinator Jeff Halfley. Okay. Anything to add to that, or should we move on to the next one? Uh, I don't got much to add to that. It's Yeah, move on to the next one. All right. Mike Clay, fantasy football writer for ESPN, has the Detroit Lions winning the Super Bowl over the Houston Texans. Kyle, I just spoke on it again. Literally almost the same same scenario. I The Lions, 
Yes, they've been trending upwards. They are an extremely good team. I like the Lions. Once again, small sample size with success. <clears throat> yeah, I, I can see the Lions. I Lions are now in their Super Bowl window. They they showed that this past season. Texans, I think everything that you said about the Packers last year can be said about the Texans. Or the the Packers the last, you know, last segment. You could say yes. the same thing about the Texans. Yeah, and, and yeah, I'm definitely going to cover that. Agree with that and then the Lions, they're a great team. I would put, you know, the Lions, the Packers, and some other teams up there in the NFC that I think would be able to go. But back again, the Lions have made it as far as they did beforehand, and they fell off. I don't think they're going to. There's just a black cloud that surrounds the Lions, and I hope. No, they're not anymore. I hope what they did last year continues to trend upward, and they do make it that far. But If the black black cloud hadn't been, like, the old Lions never would have made, they'd, they'd have lost to the Rams in wildcard weekend. Speaking of the Rams, Jeremy Fowler, national NFL writer, has the Buffalo Bills winning the Super Bowl over the Los Angeles Rams? No, Rams saying, are dead. Saying, although Buffalo is a better team than Kansas City in 2020, in uh, the 2023 divisional round, it found a way to lose. Bills will break through, and this might be the last season to do it because of the looming roster cap restraints. Rams are trending up on offense and finally have the cap space and draft capital to improve their defense for one more run. Mike, it doesn't sound like you agree with Jeremy Fowler on the Rams. No, I give this one probably a three. Not not for the Rams' sake. I give it for the Bills. The the Rams aren't going to go. They're the team's getting old. I I know they have Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. Cooper Cup's get Cooper and, Cup. He, no, oh, he's no spring chicken. No, and they have Kyron Williams, but quarterbacks getting old. You know, some of your D lines getting old. Some of your O lines getting old. Secondaries are old. I don't see the Rams go. I'm just going to totally wipe the Rams out of this conversation. I'm not even going to talk about them. Bills, on the other hand, if Josh Allen can just stop closing his eyes when he throws the football and they get a depth, you know, get something figured out with the offensive coordinating, I can see them going to the Super Bowl and I'm not going to take them out yet. But this is the last window. I said it last year, but this is really like the last window. As long as Stefan Diggs stays and something doesn't happen in the offseason or whatever, this is, yeah, 100%, a million percent, this is the last window for them. But I could see them going next year. I, I think I think Diggs is out from what I hear. Okay, so, so far we've had Packers-Bangles, which you gave a two. Lions-Texans, you also gave a two. So you're saying Bills-Rams is a three. It's more likely to happen than the first two? Yes. Interesting. Well, we have our first repeat team on the list, and it's actually both both these teams were mentioned above. Dan Graziano, national NFL writer. Mike, this matchup would have me bricked up. It is the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Detroit Lions with the Bengals holding the Lombardi Trophy over the Lions. 
Mike, likelihood of this matchup of the Bengals winning? Just of bang. I'm talking the bank of the oh. matchup in general. Bengals Lions Super Bowl. I give this one a. I'm, I'm going to give this one a three. Also, like a three. I'm gonna, no. Hold on. I'm going to give this one a three point eight. We're almost to a four. Back to getting against the Bengals. I still there's still something there. I they're losing one. Of, they're probably going to lose one of their main receivers. See what they do in the draft, and then the Lions still have that anomaly. But back to what I talked about the Packers. If I were to put another NFC team ahead of the Lions, I don't want or, or the Packers. I don't want to say this, but the Lions are one of those teams that I would put ahead of them. Yep, Lion, Lions are in that top tier. I would agree with that. Bengals in the AFC, man, Mike, it's hard because I want, I want to put them in that top tier of teams with the AFC. But like you said, they're lo- they're likely going to lose Tyler Boyd. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna write, try to restock in the draft with a receiver. And the Lions, Lions are I'd, Lions are top tier team in the NFC. But the Bengals just they kind of the Bengals could be super hot, or the Bengals could be floating around five hundred again. It's just it's hard to say. So I agree. I think of all the matchups so far, this is the most likely to happen. But we still got more. Let me just I'll. I'll Quick blurb on what Graziano said. He says, obviously, it's a bold exercise putting two teams in the Super Bowl who have never won the Super Bowl and banking on someone to make history. Assuming Burrow is 100% from his thumb injury, Cincinnati has a loaded roster and gets to play a last place schedule. That is of note because they did get last in the AFC North this year, so they will have an easy strength of schedule. And the Lions that came closer to the Super Bowl without getting there than many return with their coaching staff intact and should improve through defense, through free agency, and the draft, which I do agree with. So we've got another repeat team. And Mike, this this matchup would make you happy, but the outcome's gonna make you sad. Matt Miller, NFL draft analyst, has the Kansas City Chiefs getting three Lombardi trophies in a row over your beloved Green Bay Packers? No. Okay. I'm going to put this one at a three. I could see this happening. Kansas City's that AFC team that, and Andy Reid's an, a great coach. Uh, the Packers, as I said before, I don't know. They have a young team. They have a good team. We went deep into the playoffs this year. But... If I said that last one was like a 3.8, this is like a 3.4, 3.2. I, I think a flat three is fair for this one. Still some questions with the Packers. But Kansas the City's Chiefs, there. The Chiefs like money in the bank. So Matt Miller has Chiefs over the Packers. Eric Moody, fantasy football writer, also has the Chiefs over the Packers. Basically, they're like, yep. You're going against Patrick Mahomes. You can't bet against them, which is like that. No, no kidding. Yeah, the Jordan NFL draft analyst. He also has the Chiefs making the Super Bowl, and he has the Chiefs prevailing over the Detroit Lions. Okay, this is uh, Mike. This I think you're going to have to break out the four here. Oh, this is a four for sure. Um, we yeah we we've touched on the Chiefs. We've touched on the Lions. 
that yeah this is this is a four this is a mid-range four i could see this one happening i would yeah, say I, this is probably the most likely i don't have the vegas odds up but i could see this being one of the highest odds like if you were to pick that yes both these teams are in the top five right now for super bowl odds so the next one is a little far-fetched now if i if this matchup happens i'd be bricked up because because I'd be feeling pretty good going into the game. Mike Tannenbaum, NFL front office insider. He has the Lions winning the Super Bowl over the L.A. Chargers. So this Mike, is a three. This is a, this is a high three. Okay, how a high three. You yeah. think Harbaugh in year one is going to have the Chargers rolling in the AFC West, knowing they have to play Mahomes twice a year. The Chargers were literally success. Like, the one thing they needed to be successful was just a mediocre coach. They didn't have one. They literally have everything on that team that they need. They need they, they literally a coach. A Old, a little old on offense with Keenan Allen. Austin Eckler sounds like he's out the door. They're gonna, they've got some pieces. They got to restock Mike. Yeah, but they got Mike Williams, and then if Austin Eckler stays, or they give him, or whatever happens there, they get a decent running back. Um, Justin Herbert's young. Um, these Quentin, receivers, Mike Williams isn't. He's no youngster either, Mike. Okay, let me rephrase this. He might not be young, but he's been dead two of the last three years because of injuries. If they could, if he can stay healthy, and then Quentin Johnson, uh, rookie last year from TCU, if bomb, they can, if they bomb. can, if they can get him to figure out what to do with his hands when a ball gets thrown to him, he's got the speed. He's got good route running. He just needs Harbaugh's to be a better, be a better catcher. After what he did to Michigan in that college final, college football. Semifinal. Yeah, we talked about that. That would. Quentin Johnson uh, Johnson be, be out of there, but I could see yeah. this being high three. I see. I I I can't agree. I it's going to take a year or two. I again, Justin Herbert's lovely. We know what Harbaugh's done in the past. I just think it's going to take a little time to get the staff all in line. And again, you're in the AFC West. You're pay, playing Mahomes. You're going to have your hands full. Tannenbaum. His blurb on this game is the Lions will benefit from both coordinators returning to Detroit. After Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn each attracted head coaching interest, and this time I expect the team to win the NSC championship game and win the Super Bowl. I see them holding off quarterback Justin Herbert, Jim Harbaugh, and the Chargers in a close game. Well, that, you didn't say why you think the Chargers are going to get there, so I'm moving on. Uh, Lindsay Theory. She also rode our coattails of our four, having the Chiefs over the Lions. Um, again, we both agree that this matchup is very likely. Seth Walder has one. I'm going to be curious what you think of this, Mike. I think this might be another candidate for a four. Seth Walder, sports analytics writer, has the San Francisco 49ers winning the Lombardi Trophy over the Buffalo Bills. Oh, that's another four one. First time we've seen the 49ers on this list, though. Yeah, that's wild. That's another NFC team that I'm talking about that's, you know, I hold above. And that is definitely a four. We're we're getting really close to likelihood. If it would I could 
I could see the Bills going. I think, as I said, we already discussed the Bills. Kyle, after this, I want you to give me your two picks, and I'll give you my two picks on who's going to go. Um, yeah, high high four or mid to high four. Yeah, 49ers, they're bringing everybody back. We know what they are. Yeah, it's definitely it's a four for me. Uh, lastly, we got Field Yates, NFL analyst. Mike, we've got another team on here that we did not expect to see on this list. But he has the Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl over the L.A. Rams. A lot of Rams love going into this offseason. Yeah, I don't understand. I know I put him at a three, and that's more so. I put him at a three just because it's Sean McVay's coaching talent. And they do the have some weapons. Bills who you were higher on. Do what? And the fact that you had them playing the Bills in, their, in that first matchup. Yeah. So, and you thought the Bills were more likely to go. This is a high three. Mid, a mid three for me. I still got to see it. Kansas City, we don't need to beat that dead horse. We already know what's what's going on there. So, Mike, I'm I'm going to side with two of the matchups in this article. I think that between uh, Chiefs, Lions, and 49ers, Bills, I think you're going to see. I think you're going to see the Super Bowl come down to uh, those four teams. If I had to pick one outside team, man, I I might be a homer, Mike, but I I still I think if. Joey B is healthy. I think I think the Bengals can get it done. Bengals were nine and eight with Jake Browning this year. And the fact, you know, their strength of schedule being what it's going to be, I think they've got an avenue to sneak in there. And honestly, from the NFC side, I hate to say it, Mike, but I there is an avenue for the Packers to get there. So that being said, Lions Niners with my fringe team being the Packers. Other side, Chiefs-Bills with my fringe team being the Bengals. Mike, who do you got? Oh, man. I agree. I, I'm I'm going to leave the NFC alone. I'm going to look at, with what you said. I'm going to look at the AFC. And I'm going to go my fringe team. God, I want to say the Bengals for real. But are we are we vibing here, Mike? Or you, you... we're vibing here, but I don't want to vibe because it's agreeing on everything. What's That's... your set? What would you hold on? What would a let, second right, fringe let, team let me... be? What would a second fringe team be? I'm I'm not going to answer that, but I'm going to answer your question with a question, Mike. Do you find it interesting that on this list and these and these proposed matchups? There was not one mention of the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, yeah, because they 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 fall apart. Yep, I agree. I'm I could not pick them as my second team. I Lamar cannot get it done in the big game in play, come playoff time. He's wonderful during the regular season, but we saw that meltdown this this uh, this past season against the Chiefs. I, I can't do it with the Ravens. Kyle, we're going to hit our segment really quick. If you are done with that, I got one. Do you believe? Yeah, I, I, I think I think we hit those matchups pretty good, gave our spin. So, yeah, what do you got? Kyle, do you believe 
that with Aaron Rodgers, the New York Jets will get the same hype knowing that he's healthy to come back and make a playoff push like they were supposed to last year before he got injured. No. Are the Jets dead? And I need yeah. some stuff behind it. They need... If they can produce a high-level offensive line, they can be fringy wild card. But I can't put... I cannot, with a straight face, put the Jets above the Bills. I cannot put the Jets above the Dolphins. So at best, they're going to be the third-best team in their division. I can't do it, Mike. That's it. You just, they're dead. They're nobody. They're, they're going nowhere. Yeah. Now, now they go out in the draft and they bolster that offensive line and they've all, all of a sudden got a top, you know, top 10 unit. I could see them. Well, okay. Well, I'm going to backtrack here. Mike, what is your preseason hype? Like, what do you think the Jets' realistic expectations are? Because I don't think a Super Bowl is anywhere in the cards. My thoughts are eight wins. Eight wins? Yes. So you can go sub 500. Yes. Be a hyped up team. Yes. No. That's not hype. That's not preseason hype that Jets. No, made. no. I'm saying like last year, how they were all freaking out about it. Like Jets are going to the Super Bowl. Jets are going to the Super Bowl because Aaron Rodgers That's, is there. Yeah, that is not. Those, those chants are not taking place. And the, even if they were, the Jets are not living up. Do you agree with my eight wins? It's hard. Mike, I got to see what they do in the draft. I can't. I don't want to speculate win totals right now. There's still True. so much that can change with free agency in the draft. Kyle, one more. Do you believe that J.J. McCarthy is a legit first-round pick? No. That disgusts me that so many... Nothing against him. Yeah. National championship winner. It disgusts me that so many people have him as a number one draft pick over like Jane Daniels and Michael Penix. Yeah. And JJ could be that guy. I'm not, I'm not saying it for, you know, any disdain for Michigan or anything of the sort. My problem is, is you look at the, workload that JJ had at Michigan. You know, anytime they want they wanted to do the, okay, so backtracking two years ago, they wanted that TCU game to be the JJ McCarthy showcase. And then he just hauled off and threw two pick sixes and then threw another interception. So that didn't age well. And then this past year all he was doing was handing the ball off. You know, never never throwing for any significant yardage, which again, not JJ's fault. That's the system he played in. So I just don't, the body of work is not there for me yet to say this, that this is a surefire first round pick. He could be, and he could, he could pan out to be a very good NFL quarterback, but it's just, I think it's reckless right now to say, oh yeah, he's a surefire number one pick. We love to hear it. I agree. I don't. There's so many people I'd put above. The only one I may put, I may put JJ like right there with like Caleb Williams because I'm not as high on Caleb Williams as everybody else. No, you got to put Caleb above him. Now, I'm put, no, I'm putting Caleb above him, but I, 
It's gonna go like Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix, um, and then like those will be the first two to go. I could put them at like three and four. Yeah, I put JJ kind of on the same level as Bo Nix. Yeah, no, same uh, exact same level as Bo Nix. Caleb Williams is right up above there. But you were saying something? No, I just yeah, I'm hot like I'm higher on Michael Penix. You're you're not you're lower on Caleb Williams. I still think I still think McCarthy's uh below both of them. So yeah, somebody's gonna draft him now. It can you get a content a contender, you know, with a quarterback situation that's not like for example, Mike, you know where I could I could see JJ landing at a spot like Seattle, where Gino's still the guy, but JJ's gonna come in, learn the NFL, you know, see if you know see if the game and that system that system would work for JJ because that is a run heavy offense as well up in Seattle. And now you got McDaniel coming in uh as the head coach. He had he was the defensive coordinator when JJ was at Michigan also. So they they were they were in Michigan together. They know each other. I I see that as a potential landing spot for JJ. Yeah I could see that. I could see that. Sit a year or two, maybe. Yep, let Gino play out his deal, and then yeah, slide JJ in there and let it rip. Kyle, that's all I got. Yep, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. We appreciate you guys listening into the pod every week. We're gonna keep this thing rolling as much as we can during the off season. Uh, like I said, training camp or no, I'm sorry, not training camps. I wish training camp started up next next week, but we've got uh, the combines firing up, so we'll have reports coming out of there, and hopefully start to get an idea of where people are going in free agency. So, and- with that being said, thanks for listening, guys. Be sure to like, follow, subscribe, whatever. We'll talk to you again next week.